you're hearing that song, you know what it means. That means it is Monday night, and it's time for another edition of FM Rager. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in tonight. If you are listening, uh, I am Connor Clifton, your host, joined, as always, by my co-host, Ned Gale. Hey, Ned, how you doing? Doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. You know, it's kind of a slow day, but I don't want to talk about today. I want to jump into what we always talk about. Why don't you tell me, how was your freaking weekend? Ooh, the freaking weekend. Uh, Another crazy weekend in a row. Last week, I went to a bachelor party, and this weekend... I went to another bachelor party, <laughs> and then the wedding for the bachelor party from the previous weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so double header. You were at the bachelor party on uh, Friday I, night. I was. I don't I know w- if you remember being there. No, uh, I, I do. <laughs> I was. I was one of the few who decided to take it as easy, uh, relatively. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Not me. I took it sleazy. Yeah, yeah. I uh, everybody at that bachelor party got a little silly. Uh, we had advice from our lovely guest last week Antoine about mm-hmm. how to handle a bachelor party and I think I did alright yeah, I came yeah, out of there so. virtually unscathed I had a nice breakfast taco in the morning and mm. I was able to uh, help keep the peace when people got a little too silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the bachelor party was fun. How was the wedding? The wedding was fantastic. I cried. <laughs> it was oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was so really cool. It was a bunch it. of uh, it was a bunch of my old high school friends so it was cool to, to run into the old crowd. You know, people I don't always see. Uh, and see them joined in holy matrimony. I was there when they met. Yeah, <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, it was a great wedding. Was there anything that stood out? Like, what made you cry? Was it just the fact that they were your friends for so long, or was there? Uh, yeah, that? just the and then some. Uh, her sister sang a Lana Del Rey song <laughs> afterwards. Video but, games? No, yeah. No, uh, I don't know which one it was. Uh, the sad one that's real slow vocals only do you yeah. know that one yeah <laughs> I, I, I just don't know why you would sing a lana del rey song at a wedding when most of her songs are really just very sad and oh no this one was called the wedding skip hop do you know that one what <laughs> no i'm <just> kidding uh, <laughs> and we did the wedding skip hop <laughs> if, if you could figure it out we could put it on right now i'd sure rather not cry again uh, right. no. <laughs> it was All just right. a beautiful gesture not even the, the song itself was like amazing or anything oh actually she did, she did sing it very well Okay, well that's good. Um, and then the wedding was was super fun. We got we got crazy. Uh, it did end with someone getting a little too sleazy, so uh, we had to, yeah, to yeah. drag their rotting corpse out to the street <laughs> uh, and take care of that. And then Sunday was just like kind of a chill out day. So yeah, yeah, so much was, needed. Yeah, I definitely needed uh, Sunday's nice little chill vibe. What was your What was your Saturday night? My Saturday, I went to my Talk high school reunion. Me. I went to my ten year high school reunion. I. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, me and my buddy Alec, we showed up uh, first, so we were the first people to arrive because we're dorks, <laughs> and it was very much like high school. And that, while uh, as the debate team showed up, we sat by ourselves while all the popular kids pretty much didn't pay attention to us. Um, did run into some very nice people that I knew in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran into my high school crush, who's kind of having a tough time right now. So it was very, it was very jarring. Yeah. To, like I, I wanted her to go. I yeah. was excited to. Like, did, did you see like the highs and the lows of kind of people? Yeah, yeah. Then? I saw people who were living the dream that yeah. were like, "I'm a teacher. I've always wanted to be a teacher. This is amazing." And then there are people who are like, paid so much, who are just like you know, wine stained teeth, being like. After my first divorce, I really took a look at myself. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta skip outside. Were, were there any crazy like left turns of like, oh my gosh, a professional skateboarder or like anything like that? Uh, there was one dude who ended up he he's in the Olympic bobsled team now. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, he was always a football star. Uh, he did a front flip over somebody. You know, football and sledding aren't the same thing at all. Right? I know, okay. I know. Uh, 
He so that's still um, surprising. <laughs> yeah, he he was a football star who did a front flip over somebody. Whoa! And ESPN recognized him as like the second most talented running back in the country. <laughs> But he didn't get tackled very often, so he wasn't prepared when he went to college football. Uh, and then he transferred to uh, an Ivy League-esque school where football was like, okay, I guess that's a good addition to the team. Yeah. Uh, but he was not a good addition. Basically, he sat alone by himself and was just like, yeah, yo, what's up? I won the Olympics. And people were like, yeah, we, we saw you're still as boring as you've always been. Uh, I don't feel too bad. I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm petty like that. Uh, <laughs> high school reunion. I showed up. I looked nice. I shaved my beard a little bit. I got all cute, and um, you know, just wanted to show off how good I look now and my confidence. And I ended up just sitting by myself and drawing on oh. the photos people were putting everywhere. <laughs> there were a lot of photos of like the popular kids, and I just took them and drew on the back of them and then scattered them across the room and some people were like connor why are you doing this and i said i'm very bored and they said well all right <laughs> and for a moment i thought i was going to get in trouble and then i realized i'm an adult what are they going to do arrest you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you know iss for human or for adults yeah um you know it, it, it's not the most exciting story i i think that there's much in my high school reunion that hey if you see me around or if you come to our stage show you could ask me about it and i can give a lot more detail than i can here on the radio station <laughs> uh but, you know, speaking of party stories, uh, Ned and I, we went to Austin not too long ago yeah, uh, for Staple, and we asked people to give us some stories, and then we also handed out our business card, which uh, had our hotline on it. The Do you remember? It's 910-HIGH-RAGER. 910-HIGH-RAGER. And we've got one that somebody called in to leave. we got a couple here that we want to play. Uh, this is... This is the first one. This is from Laura up in Austin, so we're going to go ahead and play it out for you guys now. Uh, this is somebody's party story. Hi, Ned. Hi, Connor. It's me, Laura, longtime listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to tell you about a story that I had. Um, here, I, I live here in Austin, Texas. My parents came to visit me from the Midwest, and uh, we spent a lot of time at Justine's. So much time, in fact, that they offered to allow us to, you know, they drove us in this, like, old-school Cadillac to this house party that I wanted to go to around um, Halloween time. And got dropped up at this party, met up with a bunch of friends. I was already um, lit, uh, as the kids would say, um, from all the French 75s that I had had with my parents on their tab. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to this house party and I was trying to hang out with my friends and then I went and I apparently I tried to sit on the couch and missed the couch, fell flat on the floor. Very embarrassing. My friend helped me outside. Um, another friend had recognized that, hey, girlfriend needs to go home. She walked down the block to pick up her, to, to drive her car back to pick me up because I couldn't, I couldn't walk really that far, so while I was sitting on the curbside, it seems that a concerned neighbor um, may or may not have called 911. Um, so then my friend 
you know, pick, you know, she comes and picks me up. I get in the car. We're driving like two blocks, and then there's an ambulance behind her, and she goes, "Can an ambulance pull you over? Because I think this ambulance is trying to pull you over, pull me over right now." And so she pulled to the side. And uh, the ambulance said, hey, uh, we got word that somebody in here might need medical attention. And luckily, I was able to say, no, no, it's all right. I'm good. She drove me to my apartment where she walked me into the into my apartment. And um, her very recent ex-boyfriend was sitting out, who was also my roommate, was sitting outside and... Uh, with his new girlfriend, and she goes, oh, and I go, oh, Tim's here with Tracy, very loudly, and uh, I passed out on my bed. <coughs> I thought you should know. Thanks, bye. Okay, so that was Laura from Austin, Texas. Uh, thank you so much for calling in with that story. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you were giving us that story as the story was ending. <laughs> uh, uh, shouts out to Laura. You know, thank you so much. We yeah. got to razz you a little bit. Uh, the hiccuping and the, like, <laughs> trying to come up with the next word. With- Man, I love the concept of being pulled over by an ambulance. Like, what if an ambulance pulled over and, like, come out still, like, you know how... uh. You know how sick you are? <laughs> Why don't you step out of the car? You notice your, you notice your leg was broken? <laughs> like, uh, I just gotta get home and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I think a uh, civil servant, like if it's a postman pulled you over. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we got reports of you uh, really skimping on the stamps here, buddy. <laughs> so that's one of the voicemails we got. We also have another one. This one is... Oh, we got two? Oh, okay. Yeah, we got another Let me one. throw the graphic back up. Let's All right. Jade's face uh, one more time. This one is from somebody actually quite famous. Uh, we're very ecstatic that an international superstar... Uh, has an intergenerational truly i think a lot of people have heard about this guy from young and old but this guy you love him you know him his name is gregory rasputin and his uh, here's his voicemail hey guys how's it going gregory rasputin here ah boy i sure do wish i could come hang out with you guys sometime i i just gotta get something off my chest uh I'm having a real hard time over out here in Siberia, you know, people from my village and Pekroskoye and then, and then, you know, the big fancy city types from St. Petersburg, they don't really get how to rage sometimes. They don't really understand how much of a party, you know, is in my heart. Uh, they just don't really seem to get what we're what we're about, you know, raging. And sometimes you know, it, does, it doesn't work out so great. You know, I have a hard time relating to these people. You know, I just, uh, sometimes I wonder, what am I even doing here? I'm going to go rage. All we got here is snow and ice. And sometimes there's a tree. And honestly, I, I can't even tell you what there is. I'm just, I can't rage here. I can't rage. All right. Oh, man, that's how it ends? Yeah, that's how it ends. I I think there's a part two somewhere around here. 
I don't know if we could play that one. Do you feel up for it? Let's go ahead and play it. If people are leaving messages, we got to play them, man. All right. Here's uh, Grigory Rasputin. You know, uh, he worked for the Tsar of Russia, the last Tsars of Russia. Mm-hmm. And we've got, uh, we've got a second voicemail from him. So here he is. Hey, what's up, Rangers? It's Grigory Rasputin coming at you live from Pokrovskoye Siberia. What's happening, y'all? Hey, listen, I'm just on my commute home, uh, you know, driving the sled, got the dogs with me. Uh, man, I just want to say I really wish I could hang out with you guys sometime. You know, we're starting our own little rage scene here in Siberia. It's small, but, you know, it's picking up every every now and again. A couple of us get together, uh, you know, my buddies. Some of them will come in from, you know, out in the tundra, they'll bring in some furs, and, you know, we'll just get together and we'll have a real rage sesh. Uh, not really welcome so much in the city anymore, so, you know, <laughs> I work with what I got out here. You know, I do what I can. So, anyway, I just feel like people don't really understand what we're all about, you know, where I'm. You know, where I, where I am, my part of the world. People just don't understand us, you know, but I'm like you guys. I just rage. And uh, anyway, I just I just want to get that off my chest. I just want to call, check in with you guys. You know, I love y'all. I love what y'all do. Uh, we're going to rage in Russia, Siberia, on the map. Rage out. Uh, always love hearing from Grigori. He's such a such a treat. Yeah, what a what a change of vibes between those uh, two messages. He's yeah. really really made his own party scene there. I think it's great that he called in to complain and then thought about it, and he just took action. You got to yeah, you got to take matters into your own hands. DIY partying. If you don't have a scene, you make the scene. That's true. That's how you do. And it. we we got to go to Siberia to see him. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as uh, listeners of the show know, we do have a Venmo. If you want to donate to our Siberia tickets, <laughs> you know, please do at FM Rager. It'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, I think the great thing about Grigori <laughs> deciding to... How are you planning on tying this in? <laughs> the, the great thing about Grigori <laughs> trying to do all this stuff is that a lot of people don't know how into the occult he really was and how spooky dookie that guy was. Mm-hmm. Speaking, speaking of, of spooky, dookie, <laughs> speaking of spooky, <laughs> our guest for Sorry. you guys tonight is a, a real spook queen. Please give it up for the very amazingly talented illustrator here in Houston, Texas, Miss Jade Young. Yeah. Hey, Jade, how's it going? It's going great. If you could just lean a little bit closer to the mic. Pretty close to the mic. There we go. Now we're talking. I don't actually think you're dookie, if that makes you feel better. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. So, Jade, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, We've had you on the live show before. We're very excited to have you here on the radio show. You were our first guest on the live show, right? I was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've got a few things that we normally go through here on the show. We typically start off talking about partying what else heard of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh let's let's start back in the beginning we can start with either high school or childhood fun day parties did you have some ragers back in the day i didn't really have a lot of ragers when i was a child ah, well, um right. well. i was pretty lame in high school um i did started i did start um dating an older gentleman when i was later 
in my high school years and did go to some very weird parties then. Okay. Um, one of what the, made them weird? Like Connor and I weren't there? or <laughs> Yeah, I felt a weird loss and yeah. I wasn't quite sure what <laughs> it was until I met off. you. Know? <laughs> okay. So is there anything that you can share about what that partying was like with people older than you or no oh, we can move on to college <laughs> um there was one party in particular that i can think of that was um i feel like it's a pretty common thing near the end of high school everyone has friends that went off and got apartments and then that apartment <laughs> turned into just a group of guys living together that maybe <laughs> yep. shouldn't be living on their no, own i know yet. exactly what you're talking about <laughs> um and i have a very distinct memory of going to one of those parties and there was a lot of people there and just kind of sitting on the ground and waiting around and um, this guy burst out of a bedroom and he was wearing um, a sheet as a toga <laughs> and a sombrero <laughs> and he was yelling very loudly for um, someone to give him a ride for him to go find ketamine. Oh, cool. I mean, I guess that it story was, got a little darker. Yeah. I thought you were going to say wearing a, a sheet as a toga and a, a toga as a hat. <laughs> I don't think that he found a ride. I don't think that he he really got his like quest end there, but he was really adamant in his yeah. toga hat oh, combination. He was, he was definitely dressed for the occasion. For sure. What do you wear when you go get ketamine? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, now let's move uh, into college here. You went to Texas State, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. What was that like? You were an art student. I'm sure art kids had wild parties. It was... Kind well, of a bummer. Creative parties, yeah. <laughs> Texas State was kind of a bummer because I went there thinking it was going to be this really cool party school and I was going to, they didn't have classes on Fridays and teachers didn't care about anything. And whoa, 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 like the school doesn't have class on Friday at all? So. Please. No, until I went there. <laughs> My first semester there was the very first semester that they implemented school on Fridays they were very serious about people going to classes because Texas State was like we're not going to be a party school anymore we're going to be a serious football school Ugh. now lift me up for this keg stand yeah. <laughs> I'm the dean of friggin students <laughs> so the the college party dream I had was quickly squashed by the school administration trying to be more serious bogus it's always the school administration so you pull any like crazy pranks on them to get back at them and so you'd party no, 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 not really. <laughs> Were there any wild stories from anything that happened at Texas State? I mean, oh. it's granted, if you want something to thrive, you mm -hmm. try and suppress it. So if you try to kill parties, they're going to happen. They're going to be much more rebellious and spirit. Speakeasies. And yeah. <laughs> did, did, did anything off the rails go on or anything There like weren't that? any secret prohibitions that I went to. <laughs> uh, there was one party. It was at an off-campus apartment, and uh, there was a group of people smoking out on the porch, and there was a group of people sitting inside talking about serious college things. Good, good. Of course. <laughs> and uh, we kept hearing people on the porch howling and yelling, and so someone went out and was like, what are you guys doing? And there was this guy that they were yelling at, um, and I don't know what they were sc screaming about, but we ignored it and went back inside, and there was a bunch of girls inside and two guys, and then this guy walked inside and just, like, walked in and went straight to the porch, and everyone in the living room was like, do you know, do you know who that is? I don't, 
do you recognize him? And once we all realized that we didn't, like, the two guys in the living room just looked at each other, like, kind of did a dude nod, and they both got up, walked out <laughs> onto the porch, and then five minutes later, were dragging this guy out by his arms. No, I just want ketamine. <laughs> Grab my sombrero. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that sounds a little wild. Did you ever have any brushes with the cops or anything? No, I didn't. I'm a pretty small girl. It's really easy for me to just slip away <laughs> in ah, most situations. Slide between their legs. That's your strategy. They don't even see you. <laughs> okay, so at Texas State, now I mentioned earlier you were an illustrator. You are an illustrator, and you were an art student. You at- were. I was an illustrator before I died. Yes, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, is, and forever shall be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but That's what's were, on my tombstone. <laughs> you were an art student at Texas State. What... Was it, how did you come to that decision? What made you decide, this is what I want to major in, this is what I want to do? I don't have an exciting story for that. I just, um, this is the only thing I've ever been good at. So <laughs> I decided to get a degree in it. Um, and it was a horrible decision that's actually kind of paid off. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it sounds like it was a good decision. Yeah, that sounds like a great decision. Uh, well, because I've heard so many tales of like things that you have done. You did animation for a little bit with, like, I don't know if you can talk about that quite freely but you worked on some like very weird projects there you then went on to just kind of make your own zines and t-shirt competitions and now your work is all over houston i'm wearing one of your t-shirts yeah. right now uh let me show it off to the camera here there you go put you in Bee demon we can't yeah <laughs> all right so you did that uh your work is featured on the menu at Double Trouble, a bar here uh, in Midtown. Yeah. You did the logo for El Bambi, and you did the box for Pie Pizza for their delivery boxes. You're everywhere. So I think that you made a good decision, but you say it was a bad decision that paid off. What was it like getting to that point where you're now all over the place? Like, what were your struggles in that? Uh, I, get, I think that the artistic struggle is just constantly thinking that you're making the wrong decision all the time. Ah, the old imposter syndrome. Ah, yes. What a warm jacket we wear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think the way that I've gotten to where I am now is I just keep drawing all the time. If anyone has anything that they want me to do, I will do it. Okay, so... Uh, You just recently did the spooky stand-up poster, which blew my freaking brain open. I love it so much. Yeah, I want to transition into that. Uh, You did the spooky stand-up show. It's got... The poster for the show. It's got a lot of vampires and werewolves. Uh, It doesn't have any vampires Okay, it's got a werewolf on it. it. It's got monsters. It's got werewolves, really hairy vampires, really hairy Frankensteins. They all look like wolves, though. (laughs) Yeah, all right. It's got a lot of werewolves on it. Jeez Louise. Wait, where are they? (laughs) Uh, 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 All right, so you draw a lot of scary things is what I want to get at. The shirt I have on, Speed Demon. You did a shir- uh, poster for Spooky Stand-Up. You've got a lot of stuff about witches coming out. So why do you focus on these paranormal spooky things? Because I love horror with everything in my heart and soul and bones and uh, Did you say b- 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 bones? <laughs> what draws you to horror as a genre? Uh, man, I can't tell you exactly what it is. What but draws you to drawing horror? <laughs> uh, because uh. blood, guts, and boobs are the only thing worth drawing. <laughs> hey, that's pretty hell. Yeah. You know? yeah. Was that one of your professors a quote from? Or <laughs> uh, Professor bo- b- b- yeah. Bones Bones Boob. Professor Boobs. <laughs> Professor Jekyll. My favorite I don't professor. Know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have this unexplainable draw to horror stuff, and putting that out there, is there 
what are your favorite things about horror? Like, uh, you've talked to me about it. Now tell the readers, tell my Aunt Erin, who listens every week. <laughs> Shout out, Aunt Erin. Love you. Hey. Uh, tell her why you like horror movies so much. If I'm just like, I don't know. I only like comedies. I only like to laugh. Getting scared sucks. What's your rebuttal? I know you argue with people. <laughs> well, so if you set aside just a general interest in the macabre and ghosts and demons and uh, Ouija boards and, you know, evil nuns. Um, I think that modern horror has a very distinct storytelling style in which it will take things that everyone universally is deeply scared of and fills you with dread. It can put it in a context that is a story that you can share with the storyteller and other people and I think that it's uh, really come to a head in modern horror we're kind of going through a modern indie horror renaissance with A24 specifically like oh, The Witch yeah. and It Follows um, Hereditary being the most recent one but there's there is a giant treasure trove of amazing indie horror movies in the last four years um, but it's kind of a universal thing the biggest horror in the last 100 years always comes from kind of a general fear like the Frankenstein books came from a fear of industrialism um, and any other horror movie kind of trope monster that you look at really comes from a much larger societal fear that everyone is looking at and it horror can take that fear and make it something that it's it's easier to talk about things that are just kind of like overall existential dreads are kind of those are hard topics but when you can make them a monster you can talk about them and feel better about them so i'm gonna throw some monster movies at you and you tell me what you think their inspiration is oh, all man, right i should have right. done research here for this show. <laughs> here we go the blob mm, that came out in the 80s uh the remake did i think the original came out in like the 50s or 60s the 50s or 60s the blob i don't think i've actually seen the blob ah uh, terrifying uh <laughs> All right. It's our fear of blobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. The Mummy. The Mummy. That came out in the 1930s. It was Boris Karlov that did that. And I think that was the time when people were focusing a lot. Like, there, that was when there was a very, very big focus on, like, archaeology work and the other. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a fear of the past, maybe? I'm sure that I'm wrong okay. about that. But <laughs> All right. Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty scary. It's our fear of it's Abbott fear and Costello of bad comedy. going back in time. <laughs> I mean, mummies are terrifying. To see the mummy, I'd be like, good, no thanks. But to see like Connor and Ned, that would be like your big reaction. Curses. Yeah, but if I saw Connor and Ned meet the mummy, good, eyes closed, no thanks. I don't want to watch that. I'd be terrified. <laughs> I'd meet a mummy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> They're Not movie stars. The <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm getting a I'm getting a uh, several messages from the the people watching, and they they asked uh, Jade if you could party with any serial killer, which one would it be? Hmm. I have a special place in my heart for Jeffrey Dahmer because he murdered people <laughs> while watching The Exorcist Three and had a skull like a uh, sculpture in his wait is the exorcist three good no okay. <laughs> it's not a good movie that's why he was killing kill me. <laughs> yeah. it's not a good movie this at is all. good for both of us <laughs> <laughs> he also had like a a strange uh sculpture of skulls in his closet and 
Yeah, I mean, he murdered many people and put weird things in their head. And it's a very sad human that worked at a chocolate factory. But, like, oh. I feel like I'd really want to hang out with him a yeah. little bit. Well, maybe. when all your coworkers are Oompa Loompas, you have to kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, just I'm, keep singing. <laughs> I don't know oh. the words. No one taught me. Or, or Richard Chase. Richard Chase. Richard Chase is my own. He is the vampire person. Of Sacramento. If you want I'm thinking Richard Cheese. No, who's, who's, who's Richard Cheese? Who's Richard Cheese, man? He's like Weird Al Yankovic for lounge singers, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. All right, so Richard Chase, for those who aren't listening, sorry, Ann Aaron, uh, could you tell the people a little bit about Richard Chase? It's uh, about to get graphic. Richard Chase, um, he, is, he is a serial killer, um, but he wasn't a really strategic serial killer he was a insane person that just wandered around um sacramento i think that he went on like one it was either one or two big sprees where he went into people's houses that were unlocked and very gruesomely murdered some women and he brought his own bucket which take from that what you will because he had to take things back with him the from the crime yeah. scene DIY BYOB and guys when, <laughs> when he was caught he uh, the police found his apartment and they went into it he had this uh I don't know mental disorder where he didn't think he had enough blood in him so he would make like blood smoothies and like cover himself in blood because he didn't have enough blood um, I'm the opposite. I know for a fact I have just enough blood. I see you walk outside every day and just like rub a little bit of butter on your arms and let the mosquitoes just go ham. <laughs> yeah, well, because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, time for bloodletting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Those I, are I, leeches, Cotter, not I, mosquitoes. I have, you need to use leeches. I have tumors inside of me. I must <laughs> bleed them out. Yeah, you know, science. All right. Best thing about Richard Chase is when he was caught by the police, um, they couldn't catch him because he was so covered in blood. They like tried to to like hold on to him, and he would just like squeeze away like he was covered in blood. <laughs> My favorite serial killer capture has got to be Son of Sam, where he's just like, "What took you so long?" <laughs> That's my favorite. Like, Ain't I a stinker? Yeah, just a gall of a man. Ah, uh, man. So why? Ned and I have talked about this before. I don't know if on the show, but definitely at our apartment. True crime, all the rage. What's up with it? Why do you love this true crime? Or do you just love the serial killer aspect? Are you a fan of all true crime or just creepy peoples? <laughs> uh, I think that generally a fan of everything. There's definitely things that are more interesting than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that there are a lot of reasons aside from being interested in the macabre and terrible things that humans do. I think that there is a renaissance of true crime now, especially among women. And I think that a small part of that has to do with that women are 99% of the time the victims of these crimes. And if I know about them and hear about them, then I... I feel less scared all the time of being murdered horribly. That's how I feel about taxation without representation. <laughs> As a white man, I'm obsessed with it because I'm always the victim of it. And I'm just, gah, I got to focus on it. I'm, of course, razzing. Uh, I'm getting some shouts out uh, in this comments for, uh, uh, he was no Albert Fish from James Medford. I'm getting from Lindsay, uh, David Berkowitz. Yeah. yeah. They know what's up. 
All right. That's it? That's all the ones you have? Yeah. I mean, there's some some swear words in this message that I can't oh. read. <laughs> Mainly Maria just saying, yeah, that guy was down to effing rage. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Fish would not have been fun to, at a party <laughs> at all. I think one of the... I know we talk about the height... Strangler with that the candy oh man? Dean Coral yeah Coral people talk about Dean Coral I don't care about that I care about Robert Durst I think he's more of a like a Galveston <laughs> I know it's Galveston but it still feels like yeah that feels very Houston centric I suppose there, I, there's nothing about it. he wasn't just like H Town like when yeah he but did it. he was such a lame guy oh no I love the jinx I wouldn't call him a lame guy as much as a lame insect really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he definitely was a monster. No, I think Dean Coral is interesting, but have y'all heard of the Houston Killing Fields? Ah, uh, the old uh, 45 Killing Fields. Yeah, talk to us about these Killing Fields. Yeah, well, um, they're about, I think, like 30, 45 minutes away from Houston. Mm-hmm. It's just like a big oil field that they've found multiple bodies in, including three, like, they think that there's three definite different versions of different groups of bodies that are linked to serial killers. Um, and it's just right down the road, if you want to go yeah, is that, Is that there. on the way to Galveston, I, I think? I think it is on the way it's to Galveston. South. I've yet to go there, but it's on my list is of it, places to go. <laughs> hey, it might be on someone else's list, too. Uh, is, no. it all the, <laughs> is it all the same serial killer, or is it just, no, like, on their message different boards? Different serial killers. Really? It's, it's on the, yeah. Dump yeah. There? And, it's, and it's one big hole. <laughs> 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 Man, I, I think we got kind of close to having a serial killer with that mattress dude, right? No, that was like a weird spree. Yeah, that's different. a spree. What, well, what's the difference between a serial killer and a killing spree? Like so a when killing you... spree is, um, and some Yes, serial... one is more fun than the other. Killing no. spree is what I call it when I eat too many of those candies. Oh! All right, all right, you know. <laughs> So a killing spree, there are some some people that are considered serial killers that have just been spree killers, but usually that's because they're spree killing, like um, uh, the vampire of Sacramento, were especially crazy. But a spree killer is someone who just kind of like leaves here and just like murders a bunch of people all at one time. A serial killer usually kills people over a period of time and will have a specific method. It's more pre- premeditated. A little bit more okay. premeditated and they'll usually have kind of like an MO like oh this is mm-hmm. how this guy does it. With a spree killer it's like oh yeah he just shot a bunch of people in the head so it's <laughs> not like a specific method. It's not fun. No. Yeah, it's yeah. not a fun way to I kill mean, no, people. I mean no killing is fun. No, no F killing and, is this fun. This is an effing rager. Uh, we're just telling you right now effing rager does not like to kill unless it's on stage. And if we're killing this six pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, those are the only two things we kill. Yeah. Killing spree is when I do three stand up sets in a row. Oh is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you've incorporated all the spooky stuff into your artwork into the things you talk about yeah actually quick aside here mm-hmm. I know Jade and I have this issue I don't know about you but I have zero talking- issues <laughs> uh, uh, when you meet someone at a party sure how often do you talk about serial killers to these people? Because I have talked about Son of Sam saying that to a few people, mm-hmm. also on dates. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to do. Um, I feel like at parties, if it comes organically, then I'm happy to talk to them. However, how does it I, come up organic? With you, I feel like you're like plant a seed and wait for the opportunity. Have y'all heard about any serial killers? <laughs> Someone at the party's like, "Hey, could you help me move this couch into my van?" You're like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> you want to kill me?" Yeah. Um, yes. It, like when I'm when I'm amongst peers, 
it's usually not something that I immediately go to. But if I'm in a situation like I'm meeting someone's parents or I'm on a first date, <laughs> that is all that I can talk about for why? some reason. I have no idea why that's where my brain goes. Like the first time I meet someone and I want them to like me, I'm like, what's the coolest serial killer I can think of? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm seeing Maria said she changed her answer to uh, to Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy? Was he the handsome one? Yeah, he's the one that uh, represented himself in court. Uh, what did he, is he a Is he is the he one that had leader? that head on a stick quote? I don't know. Maria, get back to us on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More, I'm more of an Ed Gein guy. That guy had fashion. Talk about that nipple belt. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about Ed Gein. You thought, didn't you learn about Ed Gein in high school? We, no, it was, it was, it was a... would have been horrible to talk to. No, he'd be horrible. Yeah, no. Uh, he could be the interior design for the party I throw. No, uh, we, we did like a social problems class and... <laughs> yeah? The teacher... Ed Gein made the curriculum. The, the teacher problems. was just like, he sat down one day, he's like, all right. We're doing serial killers and like shut down the lights. <laughs> and when it got to the Ed Gein thing, he was like going through. He's like, "All right, look down if you don't want to see this. It's pretty nasty, but check these out." And right when, right when it hit the nipple belt, I was like, "Whoa, nipple belt!" I was so excited. <laughs> oh, for just real quick, talking about favorite serial killers, uh, Henry Lee Lucas, hands down. I do not want to meet him at all. Who, who's a HL squared? What's it? What's his deal? Um, so. Just real quick, uh, Henry Lee Lucas, he was an early American drifter serial killer who mm, had classic. one eye. He had cadmium po- poisoning, so he smelt terrible, and he weeped from the eye that he didn't have constantly. <laughs> um, and my favorite, like, just little point about his life is that, well, his mother was a um, woman of the night. She was 54 when he was born, and his father was legless and lived in like a like a cart and he lost his legs because he got drunk and fell asleep on the railroad track and couldn't wake up when his legs were being run over. This is the plot of Joe Dirt. <laughs> this is the story of a guy who raged too much. Yeah. That is some irresponsible raging right there. Okay, so Dean Coral is he the one who worked with uh Aang? Who, some one of these guys we've named had a partner, didn't they? No, no, no. You're thinking. I don't. It was a the guy, Carl the Bang. two guys who kept the girl in the basement. Those like super losers. I don't remember <laughs> the name of the other guy. That was their official name. Yeah, <laughs> signed super losers. Also the Columbine kid. Yeah. <laughs> super losers. Uh, no, they're all no. Oh well, guys. Dean Coral did have a um, a kid in high school that would bring him his high school friends to murder. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that kid's name, uh, but I don't know if he would he would call him a partner. Partner. He was voted most likely to betray you. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't hang out with him. Oh. All right, Maria says the head on a stick was from Ed Kemper. Ah, oh, yes, Ed Kemper. <laughs> he James was a good Med- one. James Medford says John Wayne Gacy for the party. Who doesn't want a clown at their party? No one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's a good painter. Yeah, I think. I- oh, oh, fun fact. So those paintings from him from jail. He was super popular in jail and pretty much did a, what is the, uh, Thomas Kincaid. He was the Thomas Kincaid of jail. He had other prisoners do most of those paintings. He didn't. No way. He was not a real painter. Yeah, most of those uh, clown paintings you got, not really from him. I don't have any. Oh, I know how many you have. It's like Tom Sawyer, man. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy, you tricked me. And I, oh, God, you're married. <laughs> Wait, I have to finish the outline. <laughs> Man, I I got to admit, I do listen to my fair share of uh, serial killer podcasts. Don't we? Uh, I I don't like the boring ones. You know, I like the funny ones that make fun <laughs> of these horrible people in the world. I don't like the ones where it's just one guy, and he sounds 
way too into the story he's telling you. You you can somehow tell by the audio he's recording it by candlelight, like pitch black in a basement <laughs> while drafting. Holding on to yeah. the microphone. Yeah, while drafting his plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone taking... hear that quill writing the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you had to start a true crime podcast or any if you got a show would you make it true crime and if so how would you've already made our show true crime yeah (laughs) because we're making a killing in a rating (laughs) whoa Uh, so we got stopped with the reggae horn (laughs) at some point uh would you want to do your own true crime thing and if so how would you do it no i i absolutely would not there's so many true crime podcasts out there that I don't have anything really to bring to the table. Yeah. Man, yeah. Man. I feel like I, if I was going to do a podcast, it would be about um, how I can make every horror movie better. Call me. Ooh. Now, what if you're... What if you're uh, All right. New challenge from the audience. Start commenting on horror movies. We'll get that going. Okay. Yeah. Let's bit. get some horror movies. Okay. I was going to say, if you could start one that was maybe like only on Drifters, uh, possibly uh, across the sea. of them? It's... <laughs> Can I get to the joke? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Never mind. It's gone. No, 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 no. 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 Uh, now I feel awful. Please, please, Ned. You're doing a show on Drifters. It's called True Crime, True Furious. What? Tokyo Drifters. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really wish I'd let you finish that one. <laughs> I one of the things that I learned in my own research on drifters is hobo code. Uh, when were you doing it's called research Hoboken. on drifters, Connor? Uh, high school when I was like, I don't want to go to college. I'm gonna learn hobo. I'm gonna be code. a drifter instead. Yeah, you have to get an associate's at least to be a drifter <laughs> if you want to make any money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what uh, what hobo code do you know? Uh, just like different symbols that people would draw on post outside home yeah, like to be what? like, avoid this place or you can get a warm meal here. You know, just basically the Twitter of the do, day. Do you know any codes that could say like, this is a place to effing rage or like, uh, it's our caricatures, but it's like the <laughs> drama, a lot of the time. drama mask. <laughs> yeah. So, like we're like, one's happy, one's sad. And they're like, you'll rage. One's sad and throwing up and the other's happy and throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> throwing up and throwing yeah. up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I eventually realized I wanted to go to college. <laughs> Drifting was not for me. Yeah. And the trains don't run like they used to. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now they're on wheels. <laughs> Here's, the <laughs> Here's the thing. I, in Houston, we know the bus schedule. We typically know when rush no, hour starts. I don't know the bus schedule. I know the you bus schedule. Is there app. a bus schedule? Really? Yes. The bus runs relatively on time. And they just redid it and got an award for it. And that buses typically arrive every 15 minutes. Unless otherwise stated. The award was most buses smelling like fish. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I would like to know, is there any way that we can figure out when the friggin' real trains are running? Oh, Ned's got a comment. No, 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 keep going. (laughs) That's it. I just want to know when trains run now. Yeah, because we keep getting stuck behind him in our neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's a me problem, but I want to make it your problem, America. All right, call in about these trains. Your number is 713 Welcome to my new podcast. My problems are your problems. <laughs> okay, right. so I'm getting some uh, some horror movies that you can improve oh, no. upon. Uh, Maria asks to improve upon Exorcist. <sighs> That's not fair at all. Okay, okay, we'll move on to the next one. More boobs. The one that I laughed at was (laughs) James Medford said begotten. (laughs) 
What's begotten? Yeah. It's that super high contrast movie that Marilyn Manson's like, I get all my ideas from this movie. Oh, I'll show you a YouTube clip when we get home. It's Watch it wild. later. Uh, and then I'm also getting... You can't send me good horror movies. Uh, I don't know if it's good. It's artistic. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the next movie down is Jaws. More boobs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the shark has to come out and individually bite a bunch <gasps> of boobs. <laughs> so I just <laughs> found something <laughs> very interesting about Jaws okay, uh, in the true crime realm. This ties it together. Oh, okay. Okay, so about a month and a half after Jaws was filmed, um, in this about 45 minutes away, they found a body of a woman um, face down. It looked like she was sunbathing, but her hands were cut off and all of her teeth were taken out. Whoa. So that's the... Worst part. So um, it's never been solved, but they had all this information about her. They knew what she was wearing. It didn't look like there was like a struggle or anything. She was just not alive anymore. Like there, no one could really figure out what happened. It, it didn't like it seemed like she laid down to sunbathe and then something bad happened. Hermit crabs took her teeth out. Um, well, years <laughs> later, um, they someone was watching Jaws and. She had a very specific outfit on, and they knew a lot about her, except for her fingerprints and teeth. And she was an extra no. in a beach scene in Jaws. But the person who was in charge of the um, extras is dead. And they don't really take a lot of information on that. So there's wow. no real way of figuring out who she was, but we know that she was in that area. She was an extra on Jaws, and she's a cold case that may never be solved. That's crazy, man. I thought you were going to say there was like some new Jaws laws or something that were enacted. Did <laughs> yeah. my jaw drop. That was an incredible story. All right, Jade. So last question here, if we're going to do some horror stuff, can you tell us your ideal horror movie? Have you have you thought about like this is what I would make this is the story I would want to tell this is the the monster or, or or spooky thing that would be in it what would be your ideal thing I don't think that I have like an ideal story but I do want very badly for there to be more better werewolf movies <laughs> I, I love werewolves yeah. they're probably one of my favorite tropes and I love um, witch movies, I love occult movies, I love possession movies, and they've been done wonderfully, and yeah. they're going to continue being done in beautiful fashions, but werewolf movies are just, ge they're generally garbage, and do, I would love to see some better werewolf movies. More werewolves per movie, or do you want like one crazy werewolf, you mm. know what I mean? I feel like one for the majority of the movie, but maybe at the end there could be like a werewolf group scene, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> They go to chase the werewolf and kick the door down. There's just a bunch of wolves and like cut off shorts and beers like. Okay, well that brings us to our uh, last segment of the night oh, here. Oh man, I know it's that time. Man, is this loud enough? I think so. I want a new plug. Tell us what's going on. Tell us all the stuff that you're doing while we sing the song. All right, Jay. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what are some things that you're working on and what are some things that are coming up for you? All right. The biggest thing that's coming up is November 17th is Zinefest Houston. Ooh. It's going to be awesome. Everyone should come out. It's free to the public. There's going to be so many amazing artists there. But Jade, what are you doing there? Well, I'm the featured artist this year. What? I did the poster and other 
promotional materials. So I have a booth, and this is going to be my best booth year ever, guys. I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you're going to sell out. All right, anything else coming up? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, myself and my very good friend July Whipple are putting on a VHS, which stands for Video Horror Show um, Art <laughs> Box Show at El Bambi on October 26th. Um, we have a lot of amazing artists from across Houston making um, their own box of a made-up horror movie, and they're going to print it out, cut it up, and actually make a box and put a whatever VHS tape inside so it's going to be something that you can pick up and look at the front back and side um, and I think it's going to be a super super fun way to kick off the Halloween weekend yeah it's going to be great alright what about you Ned anything going on uh, I'm going to River Revival this weekend so if I don't come back I got too wet <laughs> you drowned uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> my organs got wet <laughs> alright uh, I've got no- oh, wait quick shout out to Brandon <laughs> He said he needed a shout out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to my brother Darby today. This birthday, yay! Yeah, happy birthday, Darby! Yeah, good on you. You made it. The first time I met Darby, he had his mouth wired shut. Oh. Yeah, and he's never kept it closed since. <laughs> I love you, brother. I hope you're listening. Uh, but I've got nothing really going on this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna be hard at work on spooky stand up that I'll be co-hosting. And oh, hang on, we're getting a phone I guess we call. We got a phone call at the end oh, of this. Geez, yeah. Louise, here we go. <laughs> Hey there, you're on FM Rager. You only got one minute to talk. Hello? Hi, is this Ned Gill? Yes, this is he speaking. Ned, I wanted to sing that song you were playing earlier. She's a brick house. <laughs> Everybody go. Every cut, she's a brick House. Wow. Okay, thanks so much. Our show's over. All right. <laughs> good night, you. everybody. Have a Bye. good one.